And as you know, each week we send out evangelists to the street to share the great news of Jesus Christ. Now, there were 33 of the team went out today. And if you were here today, please start to make your way to the front. All of you evangelists, don't be sitting down. Time to come and tell everyone what's been going on. But today they've seen 17 responses to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And in addition to that, we've seen uh, one rededication and a healing, which I'm sure they're going to tell us about uh, very, very shortly. Simon, why don't you come with your team and just let us know a bit about what's happened today. Uh, you were in the Shepherd's Bush team, and you saw nine people respond to Jesus today. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Yes, it's wonderful. Uh, nine people accepted Christ as their personal Savior. Clara will tell us about some of the people. Uh, but I would like to talk about this Muslim guy, uh, which he never heard uh, that God loves him and uh, re really realized how uh, the gospel of Christ is simple yet powerful. And when he heard that God loves him, and he said, this is the first time I ever heard that God really loves me. And his heart was open, and he accepted Christ as his personal Savior. That's amazing. Just to hear... Those simple words, God loves you. Sometimes we think, oh, you know, is that all I'm going to say to somebody? But they are some of the most profound words to know that there is a favorable God out there who actually loves people that he created. Amen. So wonderful to hear that testimony. And you've seen a few people respond today. Do you want to give a few examples? Uh, thank you, Gabriel. Um, first of all, I, should, you know, I, I need to repent because I, want, I didn't want to go to the street tonight. But um, something inside of me just said, you need to go. And as a reward, we, we saw three people, young lives, giving life to, yeah, to Christ. And um, before, what, what I would like to say, to share with you, is before this, we saw these people, Rachel and I, we were praying. And she said, I sense, you know, youth coming to Christ. And, you know, before long, you know, we, we saw three young people, lovely people, and, you know, they were so opened the gospel, and they prayed in the street, and um, I, we need to give thanks to God for that. Amen. Wonderful. That's amazing. Now, I, th I wonder if any of you have ever experienced what she was saying she experienced, that desire not to go. But then she had something in her heart that she really wanted to go. And, you know, God always wants us to go and take an opportunity where we can. He's not going to force us, but it's an encouragement to move in that right direction. And as she said, three people responding to Jesus today. Uh, Felix, how did it go with your team? Yeah, um, we were in uh, Notting Hill Gate, and uh, we led uh, for a salvation and one uh, affirmation. Um, and uh, I encourage, especially those who speak uh, Italian here, uh, we really need you guys to come out with us because recently we we're, were uh, encountering uh, people who speak uh, Italian. Just like uh, this afternoon, there were two Italian guys who were really receptive with this uh, gospel, and we had a bit difficulties, but um, they, they understand a bit of English, but uh, when, when we talk to them, uh, and then Felix, my cohort, uh, speak a little bit um, Italian, and um, we managed to, to encourage them, and in the, in, the, uh, in the beginning, they don't want to receive Jesus Christ because they said that they don't really understand, so I asked Felix to pray for them, so Felix prayed for them, and then and then after we prayed for them, I heard the Holy Spirit that uh, speak to them um, and the way they do, they do understand. So I told them, listen, um, if you said yes, meaning, because we, we already explained about eternal life and, 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 
heaven for, uh, to them. And then I, I told the, the gentleman, his name is Peberito, uh, Peberito, and the lady, uh, the woman named uh, name, um, um, Frederica. So I asked them, um, if you, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you say yes, meaning you want Jesus uh, to be your savior and you want the eternal life that is giving it, him to you. And then he said, uh, if, you, if you say no, then you don't want him and you are ready to face the punishment. And then he said, okay, yes, we want to receive Jesus. So, so, so to make the show, uh, story short, so um, we let them, uh, um, they, they, they prayed the prayer of acceptance uh, this evening. So they, were, they are now saved. Amen. We have, sorry, we have another. So, guys, uh, once again, those who speak Italian, we need you. And uh, also, um, uh, there's, there was a gentleman named uh, Patrick. Patrick, his name, and uh, he, he, kind of, he wasn't sure if he's saved or not. But he, he, he said to us that um, yeah, he already prayed the prayer of acceptance. But when uh, Felix asked him, if you, if you are going to die today, tonight or today, are you sure you're going to heaven? He said to us that, he doesn't even believe in heaven. He said that uh, his mom is uh, Muslim and the father is a Jehovah's Witness. So, so he doesn't believe in heaven. So I, I think we should just talk to Felix. So. Yeah. <laughs> then I explained. So I explained to him that uh, okay, if you don't cannot grasp that uh, heaven. So I quote uh, John three sixteen for God so loved the world. So there's a perish. Um, uh, um, punishment and uh, eternal life or everlasting life. Which one do you want to go? I, I, I ask him. And then at the end, so um, he received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And, and, and Awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, just so you guys who saw uh, the others get saved, come on, step out to the front. You guys are always really shy, hiding at the back. <laughs> let's, let's step forward a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Come and tell us what, what's happened today. Who's, who's so talking? Okay, um, we met um, a few people, uh, specifically there was a gentleman whom we talked to, whom actually we said the same, that have you ever, um, have you, have you ever heard that God loves you? And he said no. And um, so we presented the gospel and he accepted Christ. And then the same happened with the lady as well. We asked if, if she'd been told that God loved her and um, he, she said no. And she accepted Jesus Christ after we presented the gospel. So I just want to say that it's very important that we are there to represent Christ and his love for us. So it's not condemnation. It's more like telling that how much God loves them and gave his son for them. Excellent. It's true. The love compels, well, God's love compels us. He doesn't want to see people go to hell as uh, we were hearing before. But he wants to see them in heaven with him. Amen. She shared both of them. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, well, last week we went out, and as we were walking out, um, I, just saw a, I, I just saw a girl standing by a flower shop, and I felt the Lord say, buy her flowers. So I thought, okay. Um, so I took a girl with me, because I didn't want her to think that I was coming on to her or anything like that. So I took, um, and, uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce your name. Yeah, um, so me and my friend went, um, and um, <laughs> me and my friend went, and we ended up, um, we, 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 she was saying, what flowers do you want? So we told her the flowers to get, and she was wrapping them up and said, oh, you know what, do you want the ribbons? Yeah, put the ribbons on. Do you want the bow? Yeah, put the bow on. And, and afterwards then, uh, she said, that'll be uh, whatever, five pound, I think it was. We said, okay, brilliant. I said, oh, they're for you, by the way. And we decided, we just want to let you know that Jesus says that you're beautiful, and he thinks you're amazing. And she just started having tears going down her face, and she was saying her parents are Christians and that, and... 
after that then, it was just such a fruitful, so many things happened that time, but also straight after that then, we went outside, there was a guy on crutches, we prayed for him, he got healed, got saved, um, and just today, um, just today we were just chatting to a guy just before we were leaving, and um, I always find that sometimes God turns up on the last, the last second when you're out, and uh, we just chatted to one guy who's a Christian already, and we just said, can we pray for your leg? And he said, yeah, but he was such a big guy, and I, I thought, you know, he's probably going to be quite, you know, aggressive, he's probably not going to want to hear about Jesus, but he was like the softest guy ever. So I said, okay, cool, so we prayed for his leg, we took his crutch, crutches off him, he started walking, and he said, all pain's gone. So he got into his car, and so he, God healed people on crutches two weeks in a row, so it's pretty cool. Awesome. That's fantastic. You know, just stay for a moment, Evangelist, because I just sense that there is a healing anointing here tonight. And um, if, if you're here and you have uh, problems with mobility, pain in your hip or problems with your hip or your shoulders or your, or your, or your arms especially, so hips and, and arms, if you, if you have problems with them, just leave your seat and come on the platform because we're going to pray for you right now. If you've, if you've got a limp as well, if you're walking with a bit of a limp or a twisted um, uh, ankle, then I want you to come up on the platform just in a line. If you're up in the balcony, sometimes when you're in the balcony, you can think, oh, it's a long way down there. It's not too far if you get healed. So um, if you're upstairs, come on down. Don't, don't, because I know, I know the psychology. You're sitting there and you're thinking, come out of your seats. This could be your moment of healing. And, uh, you know, I could get the ministry team out. They're going to come later with some prophetic words, I hope. But right now, we're going to get the evangelists to, um, to lay hands on. Well, this definitely was a felt need, wasn't it? So um, we're going to do that. If we can come along, get, a, get as much of a line as possible. And if there's too, too many, we can, um, we, can bring, we can line them up downstairs once it's full here. So let's take the people that come now and just line them up on the... Uh... <laughs> God's at work, I think. All right. Uh, evangelists, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the different people and ask them what the problem is and let them show you. It might be, oh, I can only turn this far or my arm can only go this high or I'm, I'm, I'm walking with a bit of a limp. So find out what they can't do and how it's affecting them and let them show you that. And then I want you to pray for them and the power of God's going to come upon lives and they're going to be able to do what they couldn't do before. Now, if, if you need someone to walk around to check out or something, you, you can take them off the platform if you need a bit more room to check it out, all right? So what we're going to do is we're going to find out what's wrong. It's going to show you what's wrong before you pray. You're going to pray with faith and the anointing of God is in this house, and then we're going to see a change, and then we're going to take some testimonies. And, and of course, there are no spectators in the house of God. And so I'm going to ask you, as we begin to minister, just begin to pray right where you are in the seats. Pick, pick people out with your eyes and, and just pray for them because it could be your prayer that just tips the balance. We're here to meet with God. We're here for God to touch our lives. But how wonderful if God would use you to touch somebody else's. And your prayer, as I'll be preaching on tonight, your prayer can make the difference. So let's begin right now to fill this place with prayer right where you're sitting, begin to pray for the healing anointing to flow into this place. Lord, bring your healing anointing. 
Lord, we, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven. Lord, we're praying for the healing anointing that's in heaven. Well, there's no, there's no sickness in heaven and we're praying for that type of anointing to come down right now, Lord, into this room. We pray for the healing gifts of the Holy Spirit, the miraculous workings of the Spirit, Father, to release them right now in people's lives. Lord, we're believing you to touch right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, manifest the gifts of the Spirit. Come, we pray, Lord, Father, send forth the Spirit of healing, the Spirit of healing, the oil of the anointing of God Almighty, the power of God. Let it be released in this place tonight. Let the glory of God fall, the presence of God that brings healing. Lord, when you said that the presence of the Lord was there to heal, that presence, Holy Spirit. Lord Spirit, we ask that you will bring your presence of healing into this place today, not just for the people that are being prayed for at the front, but right from the top of the balcony, right through every part of this building, people watching on the internet. We pray that the healing anointing will descend right there with people watching on the internet. Let the presence of God come. Let the presence of God come to those that are watching on the internet right now. Let the presence of God fill your room, fill your bedroom. Let the presence of God flow from your computer screen to touch you right where your healing is. Lord, let there be a flow. Let there be a flow of your healing. Everybody that's connected with where we are right now, we pray that there will be a flow of healing, miracle power. Oh Lord, release it. Glorify your name. Show us today that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. You are the healer, the deliverer. You are Lord of the body and Lord of the soul. And we pray, Lord, right now, you will hear the prayers that are being lifted to you. And you will see your children in need of a touch of the Holy Spirit. We pray that the Holy Spirit, Lord, you would come that you would right now release the miraculous and their healing power now in people's lives. We pray that you will bring faith for healing, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you will give hope and faith, Lord. We pray that you will, Lord, actuate the power of your Spirit, Father, in this place today. We pray that you will activate gifts. We speak activation of healing, activation of healing. We activate the gift of healing amongst us tonight. We activate the gift of faith amongst us tonight. Be activated in the name of Jesus. We activate the gift of miraculous. Be healed. Be healed. Let faith arise. Let hope arise. Let heaven touch earth. Let the will of heaven be manifest on earth. The will of healing, peace, strength, and healing. Take authority over all migraines, headache, type symptoms in people's lives and in the name of Jesus I break the power of migraine release the power of the Holy Spirit to minister right at root where that migraine starts and let the healing power of God come to all that suffer from headaches and migraines in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we release the anointing to bring healing to migraines in the name of Jesus Christ of Jesus, those that suffer from sleeping disorders, sleeping disorders.
disorders. I speak a word to those that are awake at night, all manners of, of sleeping disorders in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Be healed and may your rest be sleep sweet. Oh, Father, release the anointing. May people rest when it's time to rest. Let them have the spirit of rest and not the spirit of torment, bad dreams, mind full of worry. Lord, release your anointing on your children. Bring peace to their bedtimes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Right where you are, why don't you just lift your hands and receive a fresh anointing. Whatever healing you have, however long you've been waiting for a healing, lay your hands on the place where it is if you can and just say, Lord, some, some people are here, you're weary. You're just weary. And, and it's like a physical weariness, and that can happen, of course. But this physical weariness that you're suffering, there's no reason for it. It's not that you've been up all night or working, you know, all day. You're weary, and there's no reason for it. Well, the Holy Spirit wants to bring you a deliverance from that weariness, because for some of you, it's a spiritual weariness. Right where you are, if you're suffering from a weariness and you just don't understand, it's, it's just not reasonable, weariness, release right now, Holy Spirit. The spirit of strength, the spirit of strength. Now, if you've been praying for anyone and they notice a difference, I want them back on the platform. I don't want them sent back. So if you have prayed for anyone or you've been prayed for and you've gone back, you say, well, actually, something happened. Get back on the platform because we want to hear what God has done, if it's a big thing, a small thing, uh, testimony is one of the most important parts of healing. Do you know that? Testament, listen to me, testimony is one of the most important parts of healing. Not just um, because people hear the good things that God has done, but also testimony will often heal, will often seal the healing that you've got. I mean, think about the ten lepers, Jesus healed every one of them. Only one of them gave testimony. And Jesus said that that testimony had sealed the healing. And so we need to speak about what God has done. Uh, God has done this for you, but also to glorify his name. Amen. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Lisa, you've had this problem since you were 22. And it's been over 10 years that that's been a problem. And we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, how, uh, what, what was the problem and how was it affecting you? I've got a back problem. Or I had a back problem going down from my hips into my legs. So this area um, of the lower back would get very locked up and not flexible at all without pain. Okay, um, so you couldn't bend to touch your toes, you couldn't rotate? Pain or this movement, it was, I probably wouldn't have done that at all because it would have hurt. And so now you seem to want to go to dance school or something. Exactly. <laughs> Do the twist. <laughs> Wonderful. And, and so all of the pain's gone? All of the pain is gone. It's just, it feels free. It feels like I could really just move my hips. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa. Sean, what was going on for you? Um, I tried to do self-surgery on my heel and... Uh, self-surgery? Yeah, I had a, a hole in my heel. Did you use a surgical knife? Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't sterile anyway. Yeah, it's quite dangerous. So you had a hole in your heel and... I was going to have to probably have surgery and I couldn't walk on it. 
I'm struggling and now I can, it's fine. What can you do now that you couldn't do before? No pain? Fantastic. Awesome, Sean. Thank you so much for that. What happened for you? I had arthritis in both knees. I fell down the stairs at children's home. Okay. Bleeding. And it to me now. Okay, and so they prayed for you, and did you feel that your pain, the pain in your knees started to go? Yes. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. So, what happened to you? Um, I, had a, uh, I had pain in my Achilles and leg and um, I got prayed for and it seems pain's gone. And um, so before you couldn't do what? Um, I couldn't put weight on it, on my, my leg and, but I can now. Can now, so just give a demonstration. Awesome, that's really, really wonderful. Amazing. And last one? Um, yes, I had a pain in my left hip. Um, wasn't able to move it very much. Um, wasn't quite sure what brought it on but at the worst I couldn't sleep it was just terrible and with my job I'm on my feet all day so I need to be able to move and when the lady prayed for me I've totally forgotten her name now but she prayed for me and honestly all the pain is completely gone there's nothing there, nothing there. oh wow nothing nothing so you're gonna go back to the gym well absolutely I should I should keep me healthy fantastic thank you so much Absolutely, absolutely. Come up, Florence. And pray for her, and she had pain. Do you want to tell us, you pray for her, what happened? Florence had um, knee problems and also hip problems. When she prayed for me, I didn't feel any pain. And she started to move her hips as well. It was she had on her knees and also her hips. I had a fall recently and it affected this kidney. I actually went to the hospital for it. And uh, for a long time, I was feeling some pain and all that, but it's gone now. You were prayed for the pain. Just left your hips, left your knees, left your body completely. It's better. Well, praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bruce. So this is, everyone, this is Michael. Now, Michael's had a bit of an interesting um, incident happen to him very recently. Uh, Michael, why don't you just start quickly with just the, the details of how it happened? Um, I was knocked over in Labrador Grove um, by a motorbike. It was a hit and run accident. It was on a Wednesday night on my cell night. I was just going out to get juice for our cell group. Um, across the road on a green man and out of nowhere a bike came and smashed into my leg. Um, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I had a massive bump on the back of my head. Um, excruciating pain in my back where I fell on my back and somersaulted. Um, my brothers came, we got in the car. Everyone was praying for me and they prayed over my head. Instantly the pain went, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And um, the pain in my back went as well. But then I found out I had four breaks in the side of my leg. Um, and so I was in a cast for a week, went back to the hospital. Wait, 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 so just describe the cast from where did it go to where did it go? From my toe all the way up to my hip. 
Um, I was in a cast for a week. I was told that I would have to be in it for nine weeks and then another cast after that as well. Um, went back to the hospital a week later after being prayed by so many people from the church. Thank you for that. Um, and in Jesus' name, I was healed completely. And I've just got one small fracture left. So wait, wait, wait. So there's four breaks. They removed the cast so that they could x-ray it again. They x-rayed his leg. The consultant came in, put the two x-rays up one by one. Four breaks in the one, and in the other, one hairline fracture where there had been four breaks. Yeah, that's correct. And he said in 30 years he had never seen anything like that. He said in 30 years he's never ever seen anything like that. And I said that um, it's a power, a healing power of Jesus. And and he was he was very shocked. So we've seen. 95% of that healing, but obviously he's still got a moon boot because he's still got a fracture. So can we just pray for him? If you would all stretch your hands forward, we'll believe God to complete this healing. Amen. Father, we lift up Michael to you right now, Father. We thank you for the work that you've done in his life, Father, and this powerful healing that's going to bring a great testimony and glory to your name. And Lord, we pray, Father, that you would complete that healing, that this fourth bone break would heal up, they would close up right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that all of that swelling would go down. And the next time we see Michael, he'd be well on the way to full recovery, Lord. We thank you for what you've done so far. And Lord, we just release that healing over him in the name of Jesus. And you take him from strength to strength and from glory to glory, that he'd be a great son testifying of your power in your house for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise. prayed for this lady she had pain in her hips you pray for her what happened right um, I prayed for this lady but before I did, um, today at the ministry when we had our ministry prayers tonight um, one of the revelations I had was um, hip healing for hip which I shared with the group today and um, this lady came forward and she had problems with her hip, and I prayed for her. So what was your problems? The problem, I felt a stiffness all around. How long has that been happening? Well, it just something that seemed to come and go. For how long? Um, Week, month, year? I don't know. I don't even know. All right. But tonight, it was very strange when she was speaking with me, and I was describing this pain along there and then she said the Lord the Holy Spirit was speaking with her and it was anxiety that I've had it a long time so um, that's what it was and while I was lying there I think and God now, was doing something because it's been pain really painful are you in pain now no it's going it's going she is getting healed Holy Spirit all over and I'm like watch the screen <laughs> watch, 
don't fall on the screen. Amen. You see, there's an increasing anointing available for all of us in the miraculous and the healing. Not just in the church, but outside the church. And um, pray for people. Pray for people with sickness. Pray for neighbors. Ask somebody if they want prayer. You can do it sensitively. Ask people. But most people will say, yes, please. Most people. Most people, are you going to pray for me? Yes, please. Especially if they're in pain. And it's one of the greatest ways of demonstrating. Because there's a mindset out there that, that there is no God. There's no God. And so when you say pray for them, they go, well, whatever. Pray for me. And then when something happens, it can actually shift a mindset more than constant discussions and arguments over months and months and months. And sometimes you've got to keep doing that and be faithful. But sometimes God just comes in with a healing. And, and, and someone can be like, no God, to, hey, I've just been healed. There must be a God. And that's what we see in the New Testament, don't we? They were strong in word and spirit. They knew how to speak the word, debate the word. But at the same time, you know, a miracle is a shortcut to glory. And God loves to do miracles. And he loves to take care of his children, but he also loves to go out with the lost and heal them. He loves to do it. So be encouraged, everyone, because this is an anointing for the body. It's not an anointing for some man or woman of God who's, you know, it, it's for all of us. It's our inheritance in the things of God. And this church was always known for its healing ministry. Do you know this church when it was founded by our founder, George Jeffries, the greatest healing evangelist that Britain has ever known? Um, this church in his time was known as the Church of the Great Physician. That was its name, you know. Kensington Temple, London City Church, the Church of the Great Physician. Wouldn't it be good to put that back in there sometime? Sometime where, where we're seeing it, the church. And so many healings and miracles are going on all of the time. I mean, we had uh, uh, one of our cell ladies' husbands was rushed into hospital. They thought he had a, um, uh, what was it, a growth. And, the, well, it was a growth. But by the, but by the time they were going to do um, emergency surgery on it, they did, had one more look at it. And the ladies in that prayer group had, had, had dealt with it. It had gone. And these things are happening amongst us, and, and, and we need to tap in. Our senior minister at our leaders' meeting on Tuesday evening said there was going to be a fresh move of the miraculous and supernatural. There already is a move, but a fresh one, a fresh wave. And like the waves coming into a shore, every wave is bigger, greater, takes more ground. And so get out your surfboards of faith and ride in the new wave of healing. Amen? Also... Also, he, Colin spoke about a new wave of intercession. There's already intercession in this house, but a new wave of intercession is coming. And uh, I remember Morris Sorello, I was watching some of his teaching on prayer. And I remember he said something, and it, and it made me think. He said, prayer is an anointing. And I thought, what? Prayer, prayer is an anointing. I couldn't get that out of my head. I'm going around thinking, prayer is an anointing. And my mind was saying, well, how, well, how can that be? Because if there's no anointing, then how can you pray? And, you know, does that mean that you can't? And, and, and I'm just, but I couldn't get it out of my spirit. Prayer is an anointing. And, of course, without the Holy Spirit, we can't pray effectively, can we? But prayer is an anointing. We have to mix that with faith. But what we're saying, 
is that in the spirit there is an opportunity for us to turbocharge and turbo boost our prayers. That there is a, that God in his grace and mercy is pouring out the spirit of intercession upon us. And if we recognize that, cooperate with that, we will go to different levels of answered prayer than we've ever been before, if we recognize that. Next Sunday is exciting because we are launching our autumn prayer diary. And that has prayer fuel right through to February, where we have daily prayer, things to pray for every day. We teach you how to pray each day. I'll talk about it next week. We teach you how do you pray? Acts. You can use this, this, the acronym, is it? Acts. Acts. A, adoration. Give him praise. First thing you do when you pray, give him praise. Adoration. C, confession. Our need of him in our lives. T, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank him for everything that's happened, everything that's happening, and everything that's going to happen by faith. And then S, now's the time to pray. We're encouraging people to up their tongues and pre speak in tongues at least 15 to 20 minutes a day. I've got to the place where I couldn't survive if I didn't do that most every day. I pray a lot more than that in tongues, but I need it. And the thing is, you don't know the benefit of it if you don't do it. If you don't do it, you don't know. People don't pray because they don't know the benefits of prayer. But people that pray get to a place where prayer is like oxygen. As I said last week, you can't do without it. And God is going to lift us up with the various means of prayer. We're going to be praying together in the cells. Praying together, praying each day as individuals. Reading our Bibles. This prayer diary has a Bible reading plan for you. We're going to have half nights of prayer once a month. We're going to take this to the early morning prayer meetings we're starting. And we're going to allow God. God is going to increase our appetite for prayer. And there'll be a, a, a corresponding anointing. And what's going to happen is that as we cooperate it, anointing levels are going to rise. They're already very high in this place, as you've just seen and in our lives, but the anointing levels are going to rise because they need to break open this city. To break open this city, we need to do this. And, um, and we all need to be at such a higher level together. And together, we're going to storm heaven, and we're going to increase the manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. You know, some of the things, I'll get to my message in a minute, and, and some of the things that, uh, the, the, some of the reasons that we are suffering and not getting the victory and breakthrough, and thank God for the breakthroughs, victories, and healings that we're getting, is because we need more heaven manifest on earth. Because this earthly realm is broken and messed up. It's totally, everything in this world's broken. Everything, you're broken, I'm broken. The whole thing's broken. It was broken the day that our forefathers and our mother, Adam and Eve, turned against God. Not only did they fall, they took the whole universe with them. So this earth is broken. And so what we need to fix this earth is the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven. Because where there is a manifestation of the kingdom of heaven, broken things start to get fixed. I mean, we saw a manifestation of the kingdom of heaven here on the platform, didn't we? And, and, and there was a measure, it wasn't a full measure, not everybody that came forward testified, and maybe there is a healing going on. There's a difference between healings and miracles. A miracle is instantaneous. A healing is a process. Don't ever be discouraged if someone prays for your healing and you're not immediately healed. Many, many times we've heard people, God throughout the week has done something for them. Uh, healing can be like medicine. 
So never, never go out disappointed. Keep believing God, because maybe a healing has been released. I mean, if, if, the doc, amen, if, the doc, if the doctor gives you a course of medicine over two weeks, you don't take one bit and go, no change, and throw the medicine out, do you? Why? Because that has healing properties. And the doctor would say, well, you have to finish the course of medicine. And so healing anointing can be like that sometimes. There's a process, there's a manifestation, and never, never be discouraged about that. But what we need is increasing manifestations of heaven on earth. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. How shall we let, what, what will your kingdom, when it comes, what will, what will it be like, Lord? If the kingdom of God came 100% in its fullness tonight, what would it be like? What would it be like? Your kingdom come. If God's will came 100% in manifestation tonight in this place, what would it be like? Let me tell you something. It would be like heaven. It would be like heaven on earth. We, every, you know, if, if we had 100%, and, and this is what, you know, this is the prayer we're told to pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Where? On earth. What like? As it is in heaven. Do you know, I'm believe, I believe that when we cooperate with the prayer anointing, rise together in all our different forms of praying, cell prayer, individual prayer, service prayer. As we do that, as we, as we, as we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, there's going to be an increased manifestation of heavenly powers and heavenly wills. And so we'll get to that place where increasingly, when you step into this anointing, it's as if you're in heaven. And in heaven there's no sick people. In heaven there's no sinners, they're all saved. In heaven there's no brokenness, bro bro brokenness. everything's fixed. In heaven there's joy and hope and peace in the Holy Spirit. In heaven... And sometimes we go, oh, I can't wait till I get to heaven. Well, God says you can have it now. You can have it now. You, you can have heaven now. But you don't just get it default. It's not default. There's a prayer. Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth. It's a prayer. If we don't pray it, we won't get it. God in his sovereignty he can do whatever he wants, but, but, but we, we can't expect anything. But if we pray it, we can be sure that God will hear our prayer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. What? What like? As it is right now in heaven. You know when you have moves of God, it's basically just heaven manifesting. Manifestation. It's heaven manifesting. And I want to turn you right now to James chapter 5 and verse 16. James chapter 5 and verse 16. Talk about the effective prayer of a righteous person. And I'm going to be starting halfway through from that, the effective prayer. That's James chapter 5, verse 16. I'll read the whole verse, whatever. James 5, 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Well, we just did that. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person 
avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Now, this example of Elijah praying, and we'll go to this in a moment in the Old Testament, this is during a period where James is saying, consider it all joy, brethren, when you you face various manifestations of trials. So James is talking to a people that are going through a difficult period. They're actually going through a time of lack of rain, if you like, in their life. They're going through desert experiences. They're going through dry patches in their lives where they're saying, where's God? James says right there at the beginning, says, don't blame God for what you're going through. Why did he say that? Because they were. Don't blame God. God's not, God's not doing this. And people are going through a difficult time. And James is saying, don't give up, have endurance, keep on keeping on, have macrothumia, long-temperedness, keep on, have the power to see it through. And then right here at the end, he's giving his final blessings, and he speaks about, hey, you've, you've heard of Job, all those chapters of Job and everything he went through, but there was an end. There was a light at the end of his tunnel. He got twice as much as he had in the beginning, was more blessed, and not only that, he had a testimony. God wants us to have a testimony. That's why he lets us go through things. So we have a testimony. Can you imagine Job chapter 1? And Job was a righteous man and was blessed. End of book. Job was a righteous man and was blessed. No. We know that, there is a, that the testimony at the end of Job is greater. He's gone through his trial. He's found out who God is. And he's been blessed. Everything you're facing is for the ultimate testimony. Everything you face, every difficulty. Don't be too discouraged, don't be despondent. I know it's hard, but it's only God is in control of the trial. And if you apply God's principles to the trial, you will come out with a testimony, and God will come out with glory. If we never went through any trials, God would never get any glory. And here he's saying, remember Job, then he says, Elijah... And all of a sudden says, Elijah, well, that man's out of our league. I mean, he called fire down on the prophets of Baal, destroyed them, and this man was a superman. There should be like a superhero comic called Elijah. They should make make films about Superman and Batman. They should make a superhuman film about Elijah and the anointing of God on his life. And what, what James says is, hey, Elijah was a man just like you. In other words, we can have our breakthrough just like Elijah had his breakthrough. But the breakthrough comes with prayer. And I've just been looking at Colin's book on effective prayer, Making Your Prayer Count. And it's a very, very good book on intercession and prayer there, uh, effective prayer. And I just read something about this section, which I want to share with you. And so this is out of his notes, really, Colin's notes. But James 5.16 is an important important verse 
because the words that are used about the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Let me just give you the words behind this because they have power. So the first thing is the effective prayer of a righteous man. Now this prayer is the Greek word, you don't really need it, but I'll say any, desis, D-E-E-S-I-S. Now there's many words for prayer in the New Testament Greek, but this word, desis, means entreating, beseeching. It arises from a deeply felt need or want. That's what this word prayer, this, and that's why it's a fervent prayer, and that's why it's translated fervent prayer. Why is it fervent? Because there's a deep need or want that's behind this prayer. God is wanting to bring us into the place of a deep fervency of prayer. You know, we can pray for things, and, uh, you know, I'm not belittling the day of small things, but sometimes you can be in a service, and you have to move things on. You say, okay, today we're going to pray for this, we're going to pray for the nation of Syria, and everybody begins praying, and, and God will hear that prayer, but it's not like we're praying as if our daughter, children, parents were in Syria. We're not praying as if we were Syrian. We're praying, but we don't have that sense of need or fervency that comes when, say, a parent is praying for a sick child. Do you hear what I'm saying? But God wants to give us connections with his spirit, and God wants to give us supernatural prayer burdens. I know it's an old-fashioned word to talk about a prayer burden, and I certainly don't mean it in a negative way, like, oh, a heavy burden. I'm talking about the burden of God's heart for any particular situation that you're praying for, because that's where the fervency comes. If you're praying for somebody, step into their shoes first. If you're praying for a nation, step into the nation's shoes. Like when we were praying uh, earlier today about the terrible thing that, that has happened with the massacre. We can pray for that and think, oh, that's a terrible thing, but we've got to step in some shoes. Because there, there is no distance in the spirit across the whole world. Do you know that? We know we're, 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 we're so far away from Kenya and what's happened, although some people have, have friends and family there and they, they feel very close. But many of us are so far away from Kenya. So, oh, yeah, pray for Kenya. Saw it on the news. When we pray, what we have to do is understand that there's no distance in the spirit. And sometimes we just need that time just to lock in and think about what's going on and put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. And even just doing that, because that's what compassion is, isn't it? Compassion is, is putting yourselves in somebody's shoes and saying, I want to do something about this. And so Elijah's prayer was full of compassion. I'm going I'm to come to that and show you how it was, and, and full of passion. And then we also have um, uh, a word, isku. So we have the two words, fervent prayer. Fervent is desis, sorry, and prayer is isku, which is strong, robust, prevailing against enemies and capable of producing results. So we have that fervency, that's the word desis. And that's talking about this fervency of a felt need. It's, it's, it's there. It's not just praying, you know, God bless Africa. There's a fervency of the spirit. And then the next word, isku, is strong, robust, 
prevailing against enemies capable of producing results. It's not just enough to step into someone's shoes or to feel sympathy or empathy with somebody. We need to get results in our prayers. We need prayers that avail. And this word prayer is strong prayer, robust prayer. It's coming against enemies and situations and is capable of producing results. And then we have another word, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we have a word that means to operate effectively, to put power out. The word is energy. The effective fervent prayer of a a righteous person, let me put it this way, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous person releases energy, the energy of God releases energy into that situation. When we have that sense of a deep feel, feel, feeling, a deep want, we're stepping into the shoes, we're identifying with what we're praying for. It's not some distant thing, but we're identifying with the need that we're praying for. And when we begin to pray strong, robust, prevailing prayers, prayers with faith, mixed with faith, and when we release energy, that energy is being poured into the situation that we are praying to bring about change. Now, that's what he spoke about, and he said, look, here's the example. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. That's pretty powerful praying. To have, to have an earnest, energetic prayer that Elijah would pray according to the word of God and have the energy and power to hold back the clouds of rain for three and a half years, that's pretty powerful praying. And then, at the word of God, he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Let, let's, have, let's have a look at this. Let's go to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17, verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years except at my word. So he had received the word of the Lord, and he had prayed, but how, he had, how had he prayed? He prayed as we saw in James. He prayed with a beseeching, deep-felt need or want to see the manifestation of God's word. He didn't just say, when God said, I'm going to withhold rain for three and a half years, he didn't just say, amen. He took that word, and he identified with that word, and he, with strong, robust prayer, released energy that held back the rains for all that time. But then when we go to the second section when, he, when he, um, he, he prayed again in 1 Kings chapter 18. Uh, 
and verse... Oops. Verse 41, 1 Kings 18, 41. It says, Then Elijah went, said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. And Ahab said, I can't hear it. And Ahab's courtier said, We can't hear it. And Elijah's servant said, I can't hear it. And KT said, We can't hear it. But the prophet heard it before it had come to pass. Let me tell you something. In the spiritual realm, there is the sound of an abundance of rain. I'm not talking about the abundance of rain we already have in this country. I'm talking about rain from heaven. There is the sound of an abundance of rain Heaven, heavenly rain. You say, well, what's that? It's the kingdom of God coming. The Holy Spirit said, I will come to you as rain. That's what he said in the old, I will come to you as rain. It, the Holy Spirit is spoken to have been poured out. I will come to you as rain. There is the early and the latter rains. And that's a uh, agricultural terminology about the Middle East, but it's used of the outpouring of the Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to rain. And there is a sound. Now, there is a drought in the land. Have you noticed? A drought of the word of God and a drought of the reign of God in the land. You'd be an idiot to say there isn't. You'd be, you'd be living in some little Christian ghetto if you can't see the tremendous judgment of God and wrath of God revealed against Europe. And that wrath manifests itself with a withholding of rain. The sins of Ahab... And Jezebel are the sins of Europe in so many ways we could parallel it. And God has said to this Ahabic Jezebel Europe, all right, I withhold the rain. That's your judgment. But God always, when he releases his wrath, it's always for his mercy to come. Do you hear me? It's like you go through a trial and it's difficult, but it's to bring the testimony. And the wrath of God is revealed so that the gospel can bring deliverance. And so whenever you see a dry and thirsty spiritual land, yes, it is the wrath of God, absolutely, absolutely. It's there in Romans chapter 1. But have hope. All we need is an Elijah to bring forth and to seek the Lord till the word comes and then begins to hear the sound of an abundance rain. And then that rain will come, but not... It doesn't come without the Elijah-type prayer. And you say, well, I'm not Elijah. You are now. So I'm not Elijah. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. James says you are. James says that you're just like Elijah. And James is using Elijah as, a new, as an example for New Testament believers. And James is using a particular prayer, particular prayer season of Elijah as a model for New Testament believers, and that model was he prayed and he shut up the rain, but he prayed and he brought the rain. And so if Elijah is a man just like us, and he prayed and he brought the rain, then surely we can pray and bring the rain. James has already said a few verses later and spoken about the farmer waiting and the coming of the latter, the former and the latter rain. He's already been speaking in these types of scenarios. And so here he is, go up and eat and drink, for there is sound of the abundance of rain. 
You see, in order for us to have a fervency that we spoke about, the desis, beseeching, arising out of a deeply felt need and want, we've got to see into the spirit before we manifest on earth. Because if all we do is pray according to what we have, we'll never get anything differently. So faith comes by hearing. And we need to hear the sound of the reign of heaven that he wants to send on our lives and ultimately our nations. We need it first. We need to be soaking wet. Before, if we're dry, we're hardly going to bring soak others. Oh, we need to be soaking wet. So everywhere we go, we're just soaking people with the rain of heaven and, the, and, and everything. And that's what God wants for us. He's commanded us. If you pray to the Father, say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. What comes down from the heavenlies? Rain. Heavenly rain. Heavenly will. The rain of God's healing. The rain of God's, and not just physical healing, inner healing. The reign of God's sanctification, the reign of God's provision, the reign of God's peace, the reign of God's love. Reign. How can an, a, a Christian bear the fruit of the Spirit with no rain? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, etc., etc. But if, if, the, if my apple tree in my garden that is right, right now ready to be picked, if that never got rain, would it produce anything? We need the rain. We need the rain. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the rain is the Holy Spirit. And so Elijah gets the word of the Lord. There's going to be rain. But he doesn't just get the word of the Lord. There's going to be rain. He sees and hears it. It becomes a spiritual reality to him. We have to hear things as they are. See things as they are. Remember the God of Abraham. I often say this to you. That who was the God of Abraham? Who was the God of Abraham? It was many things, but in the end you can crystallize the God of Abraham down to two things. Romans chapter 4. Who is the God of Abraham? And he's our father in whom we have to walk in his footsteps. Who, what is the essence of the, of the God of Abraham for us today? Number one, that he calls those things that are not as though they were. So if you want to crystallize, take Yahweh, the Lord, the God of Abraham, and say, who is your God, Abraham? If Abraham was standing here tonight, and you said, please, just, we, we, could just we, need, we haven't got time, tell us, who is this God? Who's your God? He'd say, my God is the God that calls things that are not as though they were. What do you think Elisha's doing? He's, talking, he's speaking about the Abraham God. Elisha's saying, I'm calling things that are not as though they were. I'm hearing things that aren't heard as though they're heard. I'm seeing things that aren't seen as, as though they're seen. And looking not at the unseen, not looking not at the seen, but the unseen. Can you hear what I'm saying? So the first thing about the God of Abraham who we're to follow is he calls those things that are not as though they were. And therefore, we need to begin to pray and to call those things that are not as though they were and begin to see those things before they are, hear those things before they are, begin to call them, speak them. This is the life of faith, and they will manifest. What's the second aspect of the God of Abraham? He calls those things that are not as though they are, and he brings life to the dead. In other words... The God of Abraham loves to resurrect dead situations. 
He loves to heal. He loves to raise from the dead, not just people. But he loves to raise nations from the dead spiritually. God, that's what God is. That's God in a nutshell. Calls those things that are not as though they were and gives life to dead things. And so in our prayer move, we need to call things that are not God. We call the rain. We got it, we got it in order. And then, and then this is what we see Elijah. Elijah does, he eats and drinks. And then uh, he's with his servant. And in verse 42, he says, he bowed down on his ground and put his face between his knees. Any of you that's ever heard a sermon on this before will know that that is the classic birthing position. And so as he goes into pray and intercede, he goes into birthing position to birth this thing in the spirit. How many ladies here ever had a baby? Just wave at me. Is that an intense experience or what? I mean, when Nicola went into labor for the first time, I had to lie down. I had to lie. People don't realize how stressful it is for the husband. I've no, you, ladies, you have no idea what I went through. Oh, okay, all right. I know, I know. You know I'm teasing. I did need to lie down, though, I didn't. But if, I'd have fainted if I didn't. But that is an intense time, and it's full of emotion. It's full of emotion because there's been a child inside your womb for nine months that you've not seen. Felt, felt the kicks felt the movements, but not seen. We're not talking about those little things, you know, forget those. You've not seen them with it properly. And then now comes the time to birth a child into the earth. And the intensity, and it's so full of mixed emotions because it's the pain and the hope and the desire and the love and all that to bring forth this child. And, you know, despite how long the labor may be, when that child comes out, and, and hopefully fine and well, but when that child comes out fine and well, and you hold the child for the first time as a mother, or, or the little child takes your finger, like mine did, first thing Jake did, first, but just take my finger, you've forgotten. You didn't forget, I know. Just go with me, it's preaching well. It's preaching well. All right, you haven't forgotten, but... hope. <laughs> Yeah, only a man could say, you've forgotten. No, it did take Nicola a few days to recover. I remember that. But at the same time, yes, she was exhausted. I've been corrected by the congregation. I stand corrected. But the exhilaration of the new birth. And even the Bible speaks about that. Now, here he is. And wait a second. The word of the Lord has already said that rain's coming. Why doesn't he just sit back and say, right, off you go, God. Why don't you just do it? Do it, God. Do it. You said it, you do it. This is the problem. We need to take God's word and we need to brood over it like a, a hen hatching its power and its life. We, we need to take God's word. The way that God, God works is that he gives us his word and then we bring it to pass through our prayers. Prophecies over your life, just don't sit back and think it's going to happen. You need to pray them. You need to pray over one another. Think, oh, well, God said, yeah, but... God said to Elijah, Elijah said, oh well, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. No, that's the beginning. Now I must birth it. And so he prays. Now, we don't have to go too much into the story except to say he's persistent. He says to his servant, go up and look towards the scene. He looked and he said, there's nothing. Now, I haven't got time 
to talk about the seven times this took place. But think about it, seven times. I think I'd have given it three. And then, then left it. I think, oh. Said it was going to rain. Prayed first time. Didn't rain. All right, I'll give, you, I'll give you another chance. Prayed again, didn't rain. Nothing, not even a glimmer. Prayed third time, didn't rain. And I thought, oh, forget it. You know, you're having a laugh, God. Isn't it true sometimes what God has spoken to you and it just doesn't seem it's going to happen? And sometimes you have that little hope. Oh, let's have a look. I think it's going to happen. <sighs> and it didn't. And then you sort of like get a bit discouraged. And then all of a sudden you get excited and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it doesn't. Have you ever been there? Story of my life. And you do. But do you know what? Elijah, knew, he, he, he just knew the word of God. He said, okay, just, I'll pray again then. I'll pray. And, he, I, and he would keep on doing it. Why? Because he'd heard. And I think that every time his servant came back, I think that Elijah closed his eyes and heard that sound. Heard that sound in the spirit. And was saying, your kingdom come, your will be done, as you've said, on earth as it is in heaven. There's rain, but I need to manifest it on the earth. And he prayed, and he prayed. And then finally, on the seventh time in verse 44, he said, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. And that was enough. He said, go up, prepare your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Now in the meantime, the sky became black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy rain. You see, when we begin to pray, don't give up. If God has spoken to you, don't give up. Keep praying. If God has spoken to us, don't keep up. Keep praying. Keep the prayer going. Keep the prayer going. Keep persisting. This is what James is saying. And one day, we're going to see a cloud. And don't despise the little cloud. Don't despise the little cloud. Don't despise the clouds that we're seeing. The little signs of people being healed tonight. Some of you might say, well, I don't think that's very impressive. I think that's, that's not going to change London, is it? The little cloud that, I mean, look, I mean, we've got seats, seats here available. You know, it's a little cloud. People aren't, you know, we don't have a full church tonight. That cloud's not big enough, really. Little cloud, little this, a little that, but... Look, all that matters it is the cloud. It doesn't matter what size it is. Is it a cloud? In your spirit when you're praying. Amen. When, when you're praying, when God's given you a prophecy, often he'll send a little cloud. He knows how much you can take, and he'll send you a little cloud, a little taste. Sometimes God will send you a little cloud, and you'll see that cloud, and that's just enough to keep you going. Well, Elijah learnt that the little cloud, that's it, I'm off. I mean, look at the faith of the man. He prayed and he prayed and he wouldn't give up. We need to be so strong in the word of God that we never give up on it. God in these days is looking for us to be strong in word and spirit. And therefore, we must be strong in word. We, we need to be in the word every day. We need to be in the spirit every day. We need to gather together in ourselves and congregations and we need to seek the Lord. And we need to be ready so that we can see the clouds and be encouraged and press on through until the rain gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and begins to pour and flood. And so, and so that's what the Lord wants to do with us. Amen. Can I have the ministry team on the platform, please? With every head bowed, 
If you're here tonight, ministry team platform, please, quickly and quietly. With every head bowed, you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord. If I asked you when you came in, are you a Christian? If you, in your heart of hearts, you'd say, I don't know or no. Now's your chance for salvation. All you need to know is the God of Abraham. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins. And on the third day, he rose again. And all you need to believe to get saved is to believe truly in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he said he is, the only son of God, and that he is alive. I'm here to proclaim that Jesus is not dead in a tomb. He is alive, seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's praying for you right now. If you believe that Jesus is alive, then you believe he died for your sins that separate you from the Father, and your sins will be forgiven you, and you will be saved. Every head bowed. Is there anyone here tonight? And you say, tonight, I want, to, I want to be saved. I want my sins forgiven. I want to know this God of Elijah. I want to know that I'm in. I want heaven to come in, not just to earth. I want heaven in my heart tonight, driving out the sin, driving out the condemnation, driving out the judgment. Heaven in my heart, bringing God, bringing the Father into my life, forgiving my sins and knowing that I will not only have heaven on earth, but I will go to heaven when I die and not hell. If you want that tonight, don't go away not knowing that you're saved. Lift your hand right where you are. I'm going to pray for you. Hands are being lifted downstairs behind you. Upstairs in the balcony. Lift your hand. Don't leave here damned. Don't leave here under judgment when you're one prayer away from being saved for eternity and having God's heaven invade your life. Is there anybody else in the balcony? Is there somebody up there? Yes, I couldn't see because of the light. Anybody else? This is your moment. Now, if you're unsure, lift your hand. If you're not sure whether you are saved, lift your hand. God has brought you to this place not by accident, but to ensure you receive forgiveness of sins, a new nature, and a new life that is indestructible. So for the last time, if you haven't lifted your hands and you think, I want it, and God is on you, lift it to the left now. Over to the right. Yeah. Father, we pray for every hand lifted. We thank you that their sins are forgiven them by the authority of your word. And as we move into this final part of the meeting, what we're going to do is we're just going to hear some quick prophetic, prophetic words from the ministry team. Then we're going to open up the front for 15 minutes or so for ministry. After the prophecy, if you need to leave, you're welcome to do that. We'll minister to those who put... If you put your hand up, someone's going to come to you in a few moments and uh, take you out and give you a gift. So we're going to do that, but let's have the uh, microphone. Okay. Who's first? Nice and strong, but fast, so we can move into ministry time. I believe there's somebody here um, who has been in a relationship. You're kind of um, so tied. Um, you've broken off the relationship, but you're still um, entertaining that kind of fear and also condemnation in your life. The Lord is here to say that there's no fear. There's no condemnation. 
Because the time that you move out from the relationship, he forgave you because you asked for forgiveness. So don't entertain that fear and that condemnation and put your mind back to that relationship again. Amen. Amen. If you want prayer, you can have that for a moment. Who's next? Very quickly. I've got a word for anybody or a few people who what you do for a living uh, is very much involved with your hands. You may be a surgeon, you might be a chef, you might be an artist and you create sculptures and over the period of time there's been a lot of attack and you feel really negative and your confidence in your work and your craftsmanship and your profession has really just plummeted. I want to just pray with you because I've got that verse in my mind from Judges when the spirit came upon Samson, he tore that lion that came to attack him with his bare hands and God wants to restore that through the spirit that power and that skill in your life um, the first one was um, a revelation about healing for the hips which pastor Bruce confirmed tonight but there's a specific lady who's um, going in for hip operation in a few months and I believe this person is in the church tonight and um, can, would come forward for prayers and I had another revelation of um, someone, someone who's had um, fibroids. They've had a fibroid operation, but the fibroids have grown again. And this was actually um, confirmed by Nikki, if you'd want to say a bit more about it. Yeah. I think as we were praying, we, we saw a picture. I saw a picture of um, the ovary, and God wants to bring healing to that ovary tonight. Just confirming what she said. Yeah, that person is full of fear, but the Lord said, Do not fear, come forward for prayers. And there is someone who's um, going to have an interview soon. You're a bit scared about it. We just saw, I saw a writing. You're not sure about how you're going to go about it, but God wants to encourage you tonight and give you um, do not be anxious, do not fear. God is with you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own understanding. Um, someone with I believe that there is a lady here who has a lump on her right breast. Uh, trust God and he will heal you. That's you. Come out for prayer in a few moments' time. Anyone else? Yep, you got one? Anyone? Anyone? Wonderful. The ministry team are going to be down there at the front. And um, if you need to go in the next few moments, you're welcome to go. But why don't we do all stand together as one for the next moment or so. We're going to worship the Lord. If you any of those words speak to you, come and we'll pray for you. Or if there's anything else, remember, the effective prayer of righteous people releases energy. And so don't go when you can be prayed for and have some energy released in whatever situation you find yourself. You're welcome for prayer tonight.